So, what's the definition of insanity? Well, it's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. If I want different results, I've got to experiment. There's no good changing my, just changing my thinking. I've got to change how I behave. And maybe a good place to start is with my behaviour. Hi, and welcome to the Mavericks Unlimited podcast. I'm your host, Chris Theroy, and this is the place to be to become your best self, do work you love, and create life on your terms. On this podcast, we aim to speak to mavericks who inspire us. We want to get the wisdom and the insight from their story to give you the clarity, courage, and confidence that you need to make your mark on the world. So this week's episode is all about change, and I don't know about you, but let's face it, as human beings, we can find change really difficult. I'm really curious as to how we can make it easier. So I decided to invite on a friend of ours from Brighton, Ray Richards, to talk about this. Ray is a maverick in his own right, but he's particularly been fascinated with this whole thing himself. So he set up a company called Do Something Different, and Do Something Different is all about using technology to make change easier by breaking it down into bite-sized chunks or what he calls do's to help us hit those big hairy audacious goals we all want. So on this episode Ray talks about what it actually takes to hit those goals to bring people along with you and to be successful. I started off asking Ray to actually tell us a little bit about himself and here's what he's got to say. Well I've done lots of different things um, which I suppose um, wasn't by design initially Mm -hmm. Um, it just happened because I wasn't particularly good at anything. Um, <laughs> so I tried lots of things and at some point realized that actually that was my area of expertise that I knew a lot about. I knew a little bit about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I suppose that's why I was so attracted to the do something different methodology um, which was developed by Professor Ben Fletcher and Professor Karen Pine, who are my co-founders of Do Something Different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I saw it, I just thought, wow, okay, that sort of explains quite a bit. Um, and and their, their research really tells us that um, the most successful people in life are those that have got the greatest level of behavioral flexibility. Okay. So that means they can behave in lots of different ways. Um, they can be assertive or unassertive. Yep. They yeah. can trust people or be wary of others. They can take risks or they can play it safe. Uh, they can act spontaneously or they can plan. Mm-hmm. And having those options is really important because sometimes it's good to be assertive. Um, you know, when you've got to leave work and meet your friend for a drink, that's a really good time to be assertive. Yep, um, and absolutely. when you're going through, you know, customs at JFK Airport, that's the time to uh, be unassertive. Um, absolutely right you know, and you, you know as a maverick you know you, you've got to take risks you, you can't just keep doing the same things otherwise you'll continue to get the same results but you know there are times when it's good to repeat what you've uh, you've done in the past because it works right and i guess the, the the trick there is as you say having the flexibility and knowing when and where to flex as it were yeah that's right and uh, but you know there is a difference between knowing when to do something and doing it right you know, a lot of people go on a lot of courses, they spend a lot of money on their personal development and then they go back to work uh, or back home and they do exactly what they've always done and they get the results they've always got. So, you know, it's no good knowing. You've got to actually put it into practice and right. that's that's the trick and that's the hard bit. Right, right, right. And I know one of the things from the, from the way you approach that, both with your technology and the way you work with clients, is to not necessarily do like the big, huge, overarching changes but to kind of make it make change very easy for people right 
Yeah, I mean, the goal might be quite audacious. Yep. Um, but to achieve it, you know, isn't going to happen in one giant leap. It's going to happen because you take lots of small steps mm-hmm. um, that are in the right direction. Maybe they're not always, um, but you get used to the idea of doing something different. You get used to the idea of trying something new um, and it becomes less daunting um, and it becomes a, a normal way you operate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes complete sense to me. And I know that, you know, obviously when you're a maverick going against the status quo, as it were, that can be quite stressful, you know, and I think that's something <laughs> a lot of us feel and I'm sure you've experienced that. Yeah, absolutely. It's I mean, it's hard because there are a lot of people looking at you in strange ways, um, telling you that that's not the way that things are normally done. Um, maybe sometimes it's because you, you haven't explained it particularly well. Yep. Um, but yeah, you, you've got to go into the unknown. You've got to um, do things differently. Um, and, you know, swimming against the flow isn't easy. No, no, no. I, I can relate to that. So, but I know that one of your, well, not even an area of interest, but it's almost like a driving thing these days, isn't, is about not just kind of surviving, but how do people thrive? And as you said earlier from the, the research, you know, you said behavioral flexibility is a key to, you know, happiness and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Underneath behavioral flexibility, there are really three core components. Um, the first one is about taking personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other people aren't going to make it happen for you. Yeah, you've got to make it happen for yourself. As I said, you know, you've got to swim against the flow. Yeah, it, yeah. you know, you can't do it all the time. It's just it's too tiring to yeah. swim against the flow all the time. But every once in a while, you've got to do it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I saw a great example the other day. It was a young mum mm-hmm. with her two-year-old uh, sitting in a cafe. Yeah, next to six beach volleyball courts, and, and she was sitting there. And she was surrounded by signs saying "Beware of flying volleyball." Oh my god! And um, you know there are beginners being coached, and and every minute or so, you know, another volleyball lands um, amongst the tables and chairs. And you know, within a minute or two of arriving, she started complaining. Right, and she was complaining about the fact that her son might, her two-year-old son, might get hit by a flying volleyball. Um, and the interesting thing was that she wasn't complaining about the players. She was complaining about the cafe area being open. Um, her exact words were something like, well, her words were something along the lines of, you know, it's dangerous. They should have closed off this area. So, okay. so instead of taking personal responsibility and taking, instead of taking her son out of the danger area, yeah, yeah, yeah. she stood there in that dangerous place complaining that somebody hadn't stopped her going into that area there was it was about right. other people she wanted other people to take responsibility mm. for her safety not her taking personal responsible responsibility for her safety and that's um it's a very strange thing yeah when you expect especially when it's a dangerous situation I mean, as it, it wasn't a dangerous situation but she thought it was mm. um very strange but you know it's just because she hadn't got used to taking personal responsibility she'd got used to other people doing things for her right right and i think also that i mean what what a you know stark example there's also something isn't there about in certainly in britain where we are um 
telling someone to take personal responsibility, well, this kind of notion of personal responsibility can be quite a harsh one, can't it? It can be a, almost, a, I don't know, bad news or, you know. Yeah, it, it is interesting and that, that it is sometimes seen as um, an unwillingness to care for other people. Mm. Um, but I suppose mavericks will know better than anyone that, you know, if you wait for other people to help you, you could be waiting a very, very long time. In fact, it may never happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Certainly not in the way you want it to happen. Right, right, right. And I guess even in that case, it's not even necessarily that people won't help you, is it? But if you've got to take the, the responsibility for asking the help, asking for the help that you need. Oh, well, yeah. So, I mean, one of our favourite do's is to ask for help. You know, if if we find out um, <clears throat> via our app that you know and they've answered a few questions, if we understand that they're not very good at asking for help, we'll we'll get them to ask for help. That will be the do. It will, you know, say ask for help. You know, today. Uh, about something that's maybe been bothering you for the last two or three weeks. Mm. And the reaction is always great because it's long overdue, that request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And people like being asked. Oh, God. Well, that's the thing, you know, isn't it? People like being they, – they like to help. Yeah, absolutely. And yet we, we – let's face it, we all run around kind of thinking, oh, my God, I don't want to impose on anyone or yeah. whatever the yeah. thought is. But people do, if you ask them – Nine times out of ten, most people love helping, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, they feel good about themselves. Um, so personal responsibility was the, the first of the three elements of thriving, you were saying. So what what are the other two? Okay, the next one is about aligning actions and beliefs. Um, right. And I think okay. that goes back to what I was saying earlier, that you know it's no good knowing that you should do something if you don't do it. Right. You know, It's no good uh, knowing you should eat five fruit and veg a day if you don't do it, knowing that you need to eat fight from fruit and veg isn't going to take change your health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But eating fruit and veg more often will. Yeah. Um, you know, we do it all the time. You know, there's so many people, you know, we were having a conversation just before we started recording about the, um, you know, mobile phones and uh, inability to keep switching um, tasks yeah. every 40 seconds, I think you said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and and we might know that you know not sitting, dealing with our emails over the course of an evening when our kids and our family are around us, mm-hmm. we might know that's not a good idea. But we're creatures of habit. You know, our brain, you know, creates habits whenever mm. it can because it saves energy, and we just do it. And we 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 a lot of the time aren't even conscious that we're doing it. Uh, sometimes we are, but we still do it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. we 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 know things aren't good for us, but we still do them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if we can align our actions and our beliefs, if we know that, you know, looking at our phone constantly when we're at a meal with our partner is a bad thing, mm. then we got to stop doing it. You know, and we have to take some seemingly ridiculous steps to stop us doing that sometimes leave the phone at home yeah yeah yeah, absolutely you know lock up the laptop you know put it in your work bag leave it by the front door you know don't worry about the burglars they're probably not going to break in that night you know leave it by the front door don't touch it until the morning yeah Um, yeah. but it's hard absolutely and it's i mean you're almost 
I mean, that particular instance, you're fighting your neurology, aren't you? Because we've all got addicted to like the hits of dopamine that yeah, we yeah. get in our brain and all that kind of stuff. But I guess the and the, it reminds me of that old saying of what, how did it go? You can't, you can act your way into a new way of thinking, but you can't think your way into a new way of acting. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we always start with doing. And that's why we make the steps so small that they are doable. Because even the smallest of steps are sometimes, for some people, very difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me included. <laughs> I hear you. I totally hear you. So what we're really talking about there is kind of that word congruence, aren't we? That there is that alignment between thought and be- thought, yeah. belief and action. Congruence, coherence, you know, there are lots of ways of describing it, but it's just about bringing our thinking and our doing together, our knowing and our behaviours. You know, the list goes on and on, and you probably, there's lots of sayings out there, you know, practice what you, what I, you know, practice what you preach, don't yep. do as I say, do, don't do as I do, do as I say. Yeah. Um, the list, re- it really, do actions are louder than words. We've all got it. It's in our vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and let's face it, one one of the ways, if, if you get stuck, one of the best ways you can do, well, the best thing you can do is do something, literally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you, you know, if you just do something, yeah. it doesn't matter. Just do something if you're stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because if you stand in the middle of the road, you're going to get hit. So go one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, I mean, personal responsibility is something that, you know, a lot of people in this field talk about um, kind of bringing together thoughts and actions. But I'm particularly interested in the – we've talked before about the third element, but I'm particularly interested in this third element you talk about because I think it's very relevant to Mavericks, as it were. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's about. I mean, it's simply about embracing the known and the unknown. Yep. You know, and 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 having a foot in either camp. If um, you know, if life feels chaotic, you've probably got both feet in the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think mavericks are probably um, suffer from this more than a lot of people mm-hmm. um, because they're happy winging it. Right, you know, they're happy uh, thinking on their feet. You know, they're happy being in the unknown. They can cope with it much better than other people. So it sort of becomes their comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if you don't have a foot in the known, it verges on chaos, which is you know, which is stressful. Yeah, you know, and it's it's the bad side of the unknown. So just just for the listeners, then just just tell us a little bit more about. Because I can I can grasp what you what you mean by the known and the unknown here from you know from our conversation in the past. Just give us a little bit more of a definition, if you like, of what you what you're referring to here about the unknown and the known in terms of what they look like. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> the unknown is when you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, those people that have a preference for the known, and you know, we all know them. You know, they're probably members of our family. You know, they're certainly, you know, you've got them amongst your friends um, and you've definitely got them amongst your work colleagues. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there are people who just, they like to know what to expect. They like to have a plan. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, they don't like dealing with the unknown. Yeah. Um, because, you know, fair enough. It, it, it can be 
quite frightening, particularly if you haven't experienced it very much. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, so you will know. I mean, I've got a friend. You know, I've got a, I've got a few friends, but I've got <laughs> one friend in particular who, you know, if we were to suggest going to a pub, he certainly wouldn't want to go to one he hadn't been to before. Right, right, right. You know, there's no, he can't really explain why. Um, well, he, he will. He'll, he'll make lots of mm. reasons why, but none of them really have any credibility. Yeah. But it's just about he doesn't know what to expect. He doesn't know what drinks they serve there. He doesn't know how to get there. And that for him is not preferable. Yeah. What for him is preferable is going somewhere he knows what to expect. So there's, 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 so there's something here about um, risk versus um yeah something about novelty there's something about newness or unformedness yeah versus certainty if you like or uncertainty versus certainty or something. yeah but you know you know that the reality of course is slightly different mm-hmm. to all that because you can go to a pub you know and there'll be different people in there yeah. You know, you can't control everything, but they're just trying to control as much as they can. But, you know, when, once you start getting into um, – once you step into the unknown once mm-hmm. in a while, that fear that you have of stepping into the unknown, mm-hmm. it, it, it may not disappear, but it certainly doesn't become too burdensome. Yeah. You know, you sort of know – that you're going to do something different. You're going to go into the unknown. You're going to meet somebody new. Mm. You're going to go somewhere new. You're going to fly with a different airline. You're going to go to a different town, whatever it might be. And actually, because you've done it so many times, you know that it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, in fact, you know it's going to be a positive thing. It's not that it's just going to be okay. It's going to be a positive experience. But if you don't do that very often... Mm. You know, and if you don't, if you try and control your life to the extent where you hardly ever do it unless you're forced to do it, then it becomes a more fearful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not the doing of it, doing it of something new, something different that's the problem. It's the fear of it. It's it. And the anticipation. And the anticipation, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So if, um, if someone goes, I mean, obviously as you said earlier, too much of either side can be, you know, a, a, a problem. A, yeah, a problem. So what? So just paint the picture for us of what the extreme of the known, the extreme of the unknown look like. Yeah, well, I mean, at the, at the extreme end of the known is a rut. Right. You know, and, and for some people it might be as extreme as depression and or anxiety. Um. And, you know, I, we had a, an email from somebody the other day, a young lad who'd he just got to the point where he, he couldn't step outside of his bedroom. Wow. You know, he would, you know, he, he really, he, in fact, he said in his, his email that, you know, he struggled to get out of bed, literally to get out of bed. Um, you know, his meals were being brought to him. You know, I guess he had a a, a loo in in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he didn't. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> but you know, it got so extreme and just making because he was fearful of the world. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and that's the extreme. You know, right. that's extreme, and you know, and we're sort of the extreme of the, the uh, of the unknown is chaos, where you know you don't feel as though you've got any firm ground anywhere uh 
and you know you're just spinning plates constantly yeah yeah, yeah. um and and that's equally stressful you know it's equally stressful um yeah but you know for wherever you sit whether you sit whether you're in a rut or in chaos the way to move yourself out of that zone is to do something different is for that young lad he just started to um get out of bed and write something yep in in a, in a journal um and gradually gradually he you know he came out of his bedroom for meals and then he was able to make a trip to the shops and and it Ooh. ended up in this email and it's a great thing about doing what we do is that we get these emails once in a while and you know he said he was volunteering at a local charity oh awesome um you know because he'd taken those very very seemingly inconsequential steps yeah yeah um but you know for me you know you know 12 months if you take me 12 months ago you know i i was living my life much more in the chaos the world of chaos right than i would like and you know and what i did to get myself um uh, heading in the right direction it was to start creating some ha- you know some routines mm. um, and simplify life a bit and you know that that worked for me and you know and i think it will work for a lot of mavericks you know yeah. y- your comfort zone when you're a maverick is the unknown yep yep you know you're you and, and as i said before because you're better than other people at doing it mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, but other people are better at following routines and routines are really important too right right so right it, but having having both having a foot in the known and a foot in the unknown is what's important it, i'm not it's not about one being better than the other it's about having that balance yeah 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 absolutely that makes sense and i guess you know from from the maverick point of view and this this can be kind of either you know starting a business or going into a um an organization or something like that you know, you do get people who kind of get into that rut of the known, don't you? Of, you know, they maybe maybe they they've been a, even like a high flyer or something like that, but they've gone part way through their um, their career, and then they suddenly get to a point of like, shit, what am I doing? You know, the the proverbial mid career or midlife crisis is yeah. word, <laughs> but you know, and it's kind of they thought they've been in the world of the unknown, but actually, well, and they have. You know, they've, they've stepped into the world of the unknown, but it's become the known. Right, 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 right. And almost become too much of the known. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you've got constantly got to, you know, have a foot in the unknown. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. can't keep doing – if you keep doing the same things again and again and again, it, it, well, life becomes difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely. know, you've got to mix it up a bit. And, you know, and, and you know, you've got a lot of successful people who – you know, think the way they have behaved, the level of behavioural flexibility they've got and they've developed um, has got them to where they got. And it, of course it has. But it doesn't mean that another set of behaviours wouldn't have got them there or somewhere else that would have been just as good or, or right, better. Right, right, right. Um, and it certainly doesn't mean that the set of behaviours they've got are going to get them to where they want to get to. Right. Right, right. That makes sense to me. There is, and there was something, uh, I was talking to a lady yesterday called Wes Kao, who was, she was, um, the exec director of, uh, the old MBA that Seth Godin puts out. Ah, right, yeah. And so one thing she was saying that Seth Godin said to her was, um, for her particularly, but I think it speaks to what you're talking about is, um, that you have to draw a bigger box. 
that, yeah. you know, it's great. Right. That's a really nice way of putting it. It's a nice way of putting it, isn't it? Yeah, and sometimes yeah. it's, it's a case of the box you think, you know, if you draw a box and you fill it too easily, actually you need to draw a box like it's 10 times the size or whatever. Yeah, and I, and I would say is the box is equivalent to our behavioral flexibility. How right. easy to talk about behavioral flexibility? Because in that box, you've got lots of different behaviors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and the more you develop, the more options you're going to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes makes complete sense. Um, so that's from the point of view of the, you know, the known to the unknown, as it were. I know, being a maverick, that actually, you know, I do prefer the unknown, and I don't like being tied down. And the word routine sounds boring to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And all that kind of thing. Yeah. But you know, but I know across kind of do something different. You've helped like a whole ranch of people, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people. So what are some of the typical kind of do's or routines that you've seen that have helped people move out of chaos and into the known in a way that, you know, doesn't disengage or. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, (sighs) calmness, having moments of calm is a great one. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. we've got lots of do's which are about helping people to uh, get into nature. Uh, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean, you know, getting into the wilderness. That that means maybe sitting on a park bench yep. um, and just watching the world go by um, and doing nothing. Oh, that, that's going to freak a few people out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, as we were talking about earlier, uh, you know, our mobile phones are an incredible. You know, how often do you see somebody just doing nothing? Very rarely. You know, you're, you're sitting in a, uh, a meeting uh, or you're in a, um, a cafe and somebody goes off to the loo. What do people do? They get their phone out. I've never done that, right? <laughs> I'm lying through my teeth, of yeah. course, every single time. Yeah. So um, you know, yeah. but but you know, just do nothing. Just just watch the world go by. Do nothing, and it's incredible how beneficial that can be. Uh, every so often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. You know, and you've got to build it into your routines. Um, you know, I, I built it into a routine. Um, for me, as I said, I you know I, I play beach volleyball, and I walk there now. You know, and it doesn't matter what the weather is, because of course I used to make incredible excuses that the weather or I'd run out of time or, but now I just build it into my, I walk there and it takes me 40 minutes to walk there and it takes Mm -hmm. me 40 minutes to walk back. But it's great because it serves as a, some sort of uh, warm up for me and I get to see the world go by. Whereas if, even if I cycle or drive, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, it doesn't take me very long. Um, but I'm having to concentrate more than when I'm walking. It just slows everything down. Right, right, So, right. you know, swapping a journey from, a, you know, using transport to walking, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what you're basically, what you've done there essentially is designed a new habit. Exactly. So, and a lot of this is, as you said, from the, from the small steps, I know that obviously, you know, uh, from, from your point of view with the, the small steps and um, the do's, it's really about creating change through creating habits, isn't it? Or breaking habits. Yeah, it's, a, it's about a, a combination of breaking and forming habits. It's really the way I like to see it is I, I, I think that, you know, uh, as human beings, we've got a capacity for a certain number of habits. And, mm. um, you know, 
let's throw out a few bad ones and bring in a few good ones. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So what what are some of the I mean, you were talking about um you know, you were in chaos, so you had to bring in some routine. So that's some yeah. of the creating habits and the the walking team. What were some of the the habits that you threw out to bring yourself back into a sense of balance? Well, uh the one that I'm experimenting with at the moment, in fact, I'm trying to get my whole family to experiment with this at the moment, is I, I bought a, uh, a charger that sits downstairs. It's got five leads into it. I've got three kids and my wife, and I'm, I'm desperately trying to get them to leave their phones there. Um, right. Buy alarm. We've bought, all bought, everyone's got an alarm clock now, you know, an old-fashioned alarm clock. Right, right, right. Plug the phone in downstairs so that I don't do my emails, you know, sit in bed in the morning you know, on my mobile phone, I get up. Mm. And it's so much better. So much better. Um, I haven't managed to persuade my 15-year-old daughter to do this yet, but um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the... I'll come back and tell you. Okay, sounds great. I'll look, I'll look forward to that. And it's funny, isn't it? Because it sounds like such a simple thing, and yet, that's that's the thing. It's the small things that trip us up, isn't and, it? And you can't imagine what the consequences of doing that are. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I can't tell you now, you know, what they'll be for you. They'll be different than they are for me. Um, but the law of unintended consequences is incredible. You know, you do something and you can try and imagine what will happen, but you can't, um, particularly if you build it into a routine. Mm. You know, mm. you're, you know, on the uh, walking instead of cycling or driving, you bump into people you haven't seen for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start, you have a conversation. You arrange to meet up for a coffee and something will happen that wouldn't have happened. You couldn't have, you know, you couldn't have predicted what would happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, don't try and imagine what will happen as a result of doing something different. Just have a bit of faith that it will be positive um, and experiment. I totally, totally get that. I think, um, I guess, you know, one, one of the questions I would have, and again, I think this is why the, the, the small steps, the do's help, you know, I guess it's, it, it's that risk aversion thing. We have many, you know, many of our listeners are mavericks at heart, but maybe not mavericks in behavior, <laughs> yeah. as it were. So, you know, because there is the, you know, there's the bills to pay, there's the mortgage to pay, there are millions of things pulling at their, uh, yeah. you know. And I think, you know, we uh, we all go through phases of that, right? So thinking about your three three areas, what are the kind of the, the, the levers that they could be pulling in order to start? creating change so you like in terms of what would personal responsibility look like there what would alignment look like yeah i mean th those three things are all really part of the same ethos you know mm -hmm. it really is just about um you know and it's about understanding that it's you that's in charge you're yep. the only one you know that that matters in a way because if you don't look after yourself, you certainly can't look after other people. Right. The old uh, oxygen mask analogy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's really about experimenting with your personality saying, okay, if I want different results, I've got to experiment. There's no mm -hmm. good changing my 
just changing my thinking. I've got to change how I behave. And maybe yep. a good place to start is with my behavior, you know. And behavior is maybe um, a word that that uh, sounds quite negative to some people because, you know, you remember from school, you know, you've got… Yes, behave yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not quite like that. It's just experimenting with your personality yeah. uh, and just seeing what happens. Um I mean, that, that's really, really what it's down to. And, you know, if, if the experiment uh, doesn't work for you, fine. You yeah, know, yeah. That's okay. But, you know, the only thing I can say is, it, you know, unless you're daft, it's not going to harm you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's kind of, I, I really like that notion of uh, experimentation. We'll do it as an experiment because, as you say, at the end of the day, what have you got to lose? Yeah, and, and, and it's fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting to experiment with your own personality. Um. You know, as I said, I'm. You know, I'm. My my movement is in the direction of the known at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it will swing back another time. You know, I don't know. Um, but I don't like doing. You know, paying the bills and. You know, I don't like doing things that I've done a hundred times before. But then you suddenly go, well, okay, I could design this in a way. I could design this into my routine, and maybe it's also an opportunity to listen to music. Yeah. You know, and there's probably, you know, so, okay, I'm going to set aside an hour um, once a month on a Tuesday evening and I'm going to do all those awful, boring jobs that I know I've got to do. But I'll tell you what, I'll ask the kids for a recommendation of music I should listen to. Um, it makes it fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it makes it, you know, it, you've got something to talk to your kids about, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it gets a conversation going. It, it it can you can turn what seems like a dull thing into a positive thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it, it it is about that finding that that thing that takes whatever the opposite side of you is, so known or unknown, and finding so in your um, example there about music, there's an unknown element to that because you're asking your kids for the. So there's yeah. the novelty and the risk and all that. But I guess also for someone in the known who doesn't necessarily love risks, um, there's almost that kind of how can you make it a little bit safer, a little bit more known without being completely crippled by your comfort zone. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and you know, and, uh, that would work for those people whose preference is the known. You know, they can do, they, they like doing you know, the routine things that maybe you and I would not like, um, but they could ask for a recommendation for new music to listen to. There's no risk involved in that. No. You know, if you believe there's a risk involved in that, then you probably shouldn't be talking to us. There's somebody <laughs> else you should be talking to. Um, but but I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing it. It, it is yeah. difficult. Some people don't. They like to. I mean, I've got friends who... You know, they will listen to the same music they listened to when we were 20. Interesting. Um, and it's not a risk to li listen to other music. It's uh, an opportunity cost. They don't get listened to the same in excess album they've listened to, you know, <laughs> God knows how many times. Tick from 1987. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but, you know, is that really a risk? No. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So we've, we've you've talked a lot about kind of how people thrive and all that. So on the assumption here that someone, one of the, one of our mavericks or indeed anyone, is kind of 
taking those three three points and they're starting to do something different then you know as we know no person is a castle everyone exists within a social circle or that kind of stuff um what's kind of like the impact of other people here in terms of i guess some people might be worried about how they look or but also if people start doing things differently that can you know a lot of people want us to stay exactly as we are (laughs) don't they so Tell us a little bit about the the relationship with other people. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's probably there's two elements, I and mean, they're really important elements. That the, the first one is that yes, in most cases, the people around you will want you to continue behaving in the way you've behaved in the past because that's the known for them. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's worth bearing that in mind. You know, then they're, they're not they're not thinking about you when they do that. Yeah, they're yeah. thinking about them. Yeah. Uh, and the impact it will have on them because if you start um exercising uh, or you stop going to the pub or you start to behave more assertively, mm-hmm. it's going to hold up a bit of a mirror yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah. Um and that's not something that they necessarily enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's worth bearing that in mind. Yep. Um, the second thing is that when you start to behave differently, they will be forced to behave differently themselves. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and that, well, I would uh, hope will be a positive thing for them. They might not like it at first. Um, you know, we've had we've had husbands come in who have recommended a program to their wives. Yep, and then come into the office um, when we were running a program in a community centre, actually, um, and complain that dinner wasn't on the table at six thirty oh like God. it was normally. You know, and then they were very um, agitated about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, Renal, who was. Uh, running the program, signed them up for a program, and everything was fine. But, um, <laughs> but it, you know, it was you know it, it 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 can cause it can cause issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think probably overall, the thing I'd remember is that you're not actually that important to other people. Um, yeah. You know, they they sometimes notice, but mostly people don't notice right, when you're behaving right, differently. Right. Yeah. You, it's amazing what you can get away with. <laughs> you can be very, very conscious. I mean, I it's really uh, borne out to me when um, we have a, a wear something different program. Yeah. Um, and it's really about using what you wear to get out of your comfort zone. And oh, yeah, yeah. it was, uh, for me, the hardest program I've done. You know, and really? one of the do's was... Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was about flipping your clothing. And so instead of wearing my normal jeans and a smart shirt, I wore a suit and a T-shirt. So I swapped the the smart and the casual around. And I went to a meeting, a large corporate, um, feeling so conscious of what I was wearing because I was wearing a suit and a T-shirt. And I never, ever, ever wear uh, a suit and a t-shirt and nobody not even my colleagues noticed how funny but i was so self-conscious yeah um and it really really highlighted to me that 
whilst I think I'm behaving, acting, wearing something different, actually, I'm not that important to other people. So don't be afraid because the chances are people won't really notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes complete sense. And you're, you're right. Most people are just inherently self-interested, aren't they? So even if they're very close to you, so say your wife or whatever, it's or my my other half, it's they take notice of us to the degree that it affects them. Yes, that's exactly right. They don't necessarily know. I mean, some people are more observant than others. Yeah, they will yeah. notice if you're wearing something different. Um, but but you'd be surprised. You know, most people don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they are interested in them. You know what? You know you, you you should be interested in yourself. You know you should you know try and look after yourself. Um, because if you don't look after yourself, as we said earlier. You know, it's impossible to look after other people. But yeah. um, if you remember that, then that gives you much more freedom to experiment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So if we, I mean, just a couple more questions before we wrap this. If you had to kind of give us a headline or a bottom line as to um, everything we've spoken about and in terms of a maverick really doing something, you know, really thriving, what would be your kind of you're you're summing up as it were um i suppose i'd say don't take yourself too seriously um yeah you know you're you've got an incredible ability to flex Mm -hmm. yourself um and your behaviors and your personality whatever way you want to put it you've got this amazing ability to to flex and people won't notice uh you will um the consequences will be positive is my guess. Yep. Um, and it can be huge fun. You know, once you get into the swing of it, it can be huge fun. And, and sometimes the things that you, you really don't think you'll enjoy, you really enjoy. Right. I really, really enjoyed organizing my record collection the other day. <laughs> I never thought that would ever happen. Do you know what? I cleared out my bookshelf last weekend and I thoroughly well, loved it. Well, there you it. go. There you go. I loved it. It was amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Love that. So um, just tell us, I know you've got some some really interesting developments coming up at Do Something Different. Tell us about what's coming up for you. What's, what's next in the hopper? Uh, two things that are really... Um, exciting me at the moment one is we have a new app uh yep. it's uh gonna be launched fairly soon um very soon joao if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> um uh and that's a really uh, we've taken all the learnings we've um we've taken over the last seven years or so and they're in the, going to be in the new app um, awesome. so that that's going to be interesting to see how uh how well that works um and secondly we'll be launching well piloting do something different vouchers um which is the first time that people have the opportunity or employers initially will have the opportunity to um pay for their staff to um embrace experiences which cost a bit of money yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it might be as simple as going for a coffee with somebody that you don't normally go for a coffee with and the employer can pay for that. Yeah, um, yeah. It might be um, doing some meditation. Um, it might be um, um, having a massage or it, it could be any number of different things, but yeah. experiences. 
um, that you know we, we'll we'll encourage people to do all the things that we know work and help people's well-being. So getting into nature, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, employees will be able to look through our directory of opportunities and see what they want to spend their credits on that their employers are made available to them, and and that process will improve their well-being. Awesome, I love that, and that definitely will help. I know you're on a bit of a mission to kind of de-stress mavericks and uh, and other people who are the, the creatives and unknowns of this world. So there's no doubt that's going to help. I'm, an opportun- I'm, I'm on a quest to, to de-stress myself <laughs> as, as much as anyone. So uh, And if that helps others, then fantastic. I love that. I love that. So, Ray, thank you so much for your time today. I think there's been so much richness there around, you know, really how as a maverick or indeed just any human being – how to thrive, how to flex, you know, what what's needed. And there's just a lot of richness there. So thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your insight. And thank you for spending time with us today. So that was Mr. Ray Richards. And for me, looking back, there were probably three big takeaways. And they're really around the behavioral flexibility that Ray spoke about. The first part of that was taking personal responsibility. The fact that basically no one can make a change for us. We have to take responsibility ourselves. The second part was aligning beliefs and behavior and that is that we actually have to do something we can't think our way to a new way of acting but we can act our way to a new way of thinking and the third piece for me was that piece around embracing both the known and the unknown as a maverick i'm undoubtedly much more comfortable with the unknown but routines which i could consider really boring are actually really good for me and when i do that and i embrace something different then the law of unintended consequences can cut in. But I'm really curious as to what you're taking from this episode. So head on over to mavericksunlimited.com forward slash podcast and leave us a message to tell us not only what you're taking from this, but also how you're going to apply it. Finally, if you're a maverick entrepreneur or leader who really does want to live life on your terms and make your own rules, be sure to head over to mavericksunlimited.com and sign up for our free ebook. It's called Superpowers Aren't Just for Superheroes, and it's all about creating life on your own terms using your signature strengths. With that, thanks for listening to the Mavericks Unlimited podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.